In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents Betches Moms with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hello and welcome to the Betches Moms podcast. I'm Aileen and today I am joined by Betches' own Senior Manager of People and Community, Keisha Toussaint. Welcome to Betches Moms. Thanks for having me. For all our listeners here, Keisha has a birth story, one that I haven't heard yet, but I am told by our Betches team that it's going to be, you tell me how other people reacted when you shared your birth story. Yeah, everyone was like, what? Like, are you serious? Like, there's no way. And I'm like, trust me, it happened. <laughs> like, everyone was like, so shocked. They were like, what the fuck? Like, is wow. this possible? Yeah, it was crazy. And then they were all like, you got to go on Betcha's Moms. And yeah, so- <laughs> like literally. <laughs> and here we are. So just before we get into it and talk about that, like, so so you have a son, right? And this is your, it's your, your first time mom. Yeah, first time mom. Congratulations. How, how old is your son? Yes. So my son, well, he will be 21 months, um, February 25th. So next week. Yeah, next week. 21, 21 months. months. That's almost yeah. two years old. Yeah. I'm I'm under two. 12 months, so I can't do the math yet. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it'll fly by. It'll fly? It'll wow. fly. And what's what's his name? His name is Quincy Emerus Twos. So 21 months, Quincy, and what's it been like? So that means you you had him in the pandemic. What's What's been the experience so far? Yeah, so it's been really great. Like, I feel like this pandemic has been like a blessing and a curse in some sense because I had my son. I was able to work from home. Like, I was able to be with him for the past, since he's been born. I've been able to be home with him and just see him grow and see his first steps and everything. But it kind of sucks of like having people come to meet him. Like, that was a little bit harder and him gravitating to other individuals because he was used to mommy and daddy all the time. But it has been a blessing. Like I'm, I'm so lucky. Like I love this little boy so much. It's like, it's amazing, right? Yeah. It's the best thing ever. Isn't it weird to think of your life before? Like what was that? I literally try to, (laughs) I literally try to think about that and I'm like, what was it like when I wasn't a mom? And it's like hard to go back because I'm like, wow, like I still can't believe I'm a mom sometimes. Like I'll wake up and I'm like, oh shit, I had a baby. Like I literally have those moments of like, what? Like it's so I'm weird. A mom. It's yeah. so weird. Like all this, I'm about to have a two year old and like still, like I can't believe I'm a mother. Like I can't believe it. What about it's, it is unbelievable? 
Um, my birth story, the fact okay. how I gave birth, I didn't expect it to be that way. I thought it was going to be something totally different. Like I thought it was going to be like so hard, like shocking for me. Like, I don't feel like it's very testing. I, I can, I can say, but I thought it was going to be like, oh my God, it's going to drive you insane. You're not going to have any work-life balance. It's just going to be a lot. And it's actually not that bad. Like my partner, my boyfriend of like eight years, he has been like the best support system for me like ever, which is why I think that my mother, like parenthood has been such like a blessing for me. Like it's just been so easygoing. I got to say that's, I, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. Is, has it, was it always like that in those 21 months or like was the beginning, I'm assuming the beginning was much harder than after yeah. maybe he hit a year. Yeah, so the beginning, when my son was born, my mom spent, like, a month and a half at our at our apartment. So it was just, like, more so adapting to him. And then, like, breastfeeding was, like, something, of course, very new, but something I wanted to do, of course, and I'm still doing. Um, but I'm trying to wean my son off. <laughs> You're Lord. still breastfeeding. Wow. How's that, <laughs> still how's breastfeeding. that been? Oh, man, it has been... Ugh, a challenge is like a roller coaster because I'm like, God, like my body is not how I want. It's like I miss my perky boobs, and now they're like fucking dog ears. I'm so over it. Like it's just <laughs> so, so frustrating. But then I'm like, it's great because I'm I'm bonding with him, and it's nice. But then it's like, ugh, like can you give me a second? Like don't touch me, please. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't touch. You want me. your body yeah. sort of back to yourself? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you said you're weaning though. Right yes, now? I am in the process of weaning him. I actually went on vacation like for like four days, five five days, and um, he has not come to me for it. Like he'll say oh. it, and then I'm like, okay, here, and he's like, mm, I don't want it, and that's new. So I'm hoping that this is a start to it, him like trickling off for good. If he hadn't done that, would you be like breastfeeding forever, or like did you no. give yourself a cutoff? <laughs> I, I actually surpassed my goal of 12 months and I'm like, okay, like I would do 24, but I'm actually to a point where I'm kind of tired of breastfeeding at this yeah, point. Yeah. You hit a wall. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I give you major kudos for going that long. I had a milk supply issue, so I had to stop at 10 weeks, but I often sit and I'm like feeding my my child formula and I'm like, I cannot imagine breastfeeding right now. I give it so much I have so much respect for, for mothers who are still doing it. And I'm only six months out. So, yeah. <laughs> so wow, that's amazing. So I really want to, let's talk about your birth story. I guess the the general, the theme is that you had a home birth, right? Is that, was that planned? Give me the context of what happened. I, I already had planned a home birth. I had a, I hired a midwife. I hired a doula. So I had my birth squad ready to go. And specifically a water birth, because you can have a home birth and not want to do water, but I prefer to do water. Just like the benefits of it and like just the ambiance and then just being in water, like warm, a cool temperature water. That was the dream. Um, and it happened in a way, but not as I expected it. So um, I gave birth to my son in my bathtub without any medical assistance. So my midwife and doula didn't make it in time. So it was just me and the love of my life. And we gave birth to our son. Um, it happened so fast. I mean, like it happened so freaking fast. So I was in, I don't know, I probably was in labor for like an hour. 
And I thought I was going to my bathtub to cool my contractions because I had done it earlier when I came home from my parents of doing laundry. And then I sat in the tub and I started to fall asleep. I'm like, okay, like wake up, go to bed. And the contraction just like, I kept waking up every like five minutes, like to intense contractions. And I'm like, oh, is it Braxton Hicks? Like, I don't know. Like, but I know I'm in pain and this pain is different. So I told my boyfriend, I'm like, hey, babe, can you go and run the bathtub with some warm water so I can kind of like calm my contractions down so my, before my doula arrives? And lo and behold, he came, he filled up the tub a little bit. He came to get me while I'm walking there. Before I could put my toe in the tub, I felt a drop. And it was my son's head still in the sack. Swear. My son's head was still in this. He was, his whole body was still in the sack. And then I was like, oh my God, like his head's out. And he's like, oh, come on, Keisha. I'm like, babe, seriously, look. And he looked and he's like, wait, like, do you want to wait? I'm like, I can't, not, I can't wait. I need to push him out. <laughs> I like, can't put him back I cannot in. wait. <laughs> yeah. So I like squat in the tub and I just gave one good push. And um, I left him underwater for like five seconds. I popped the sack and I just lift him up on my chest. And I just sat back and I was just like, oh, my God, like my son is here. He's here. Oh, my God. OK, I have several questions. How far yeah. along were you? <laughs> first of um, all, first I, of all, thank God everything went well. And like yes. that must have been such a scary moment, like because you had no one else there and there was no choice but to push him out. Like, yeah, were you really scared? I wouldn't say I was scared. I feel like I was like prepared because okay. like not well, I wasn't like prepared like to do it alone, but I was prepared of like, okay, like it's now or never. My son's here. Like I just need to remain calm because if I panic, okay. like I don't want anything to happen. So I just need to be calm and take deep breaths and know that everything is going to be okay. This is in God's hands. So I had told my boyfriend, I said, hey, like call um, Takia, which was my mid- my midwife, um, and let her know that I gave birth. So he called her and say, hey, Keisha just gave birth. And she's like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, she's like, I'm on my way. My midwife lived in Long Island and I lived in Brooklyn. So that's probably like an hour drive. She probably got there in like 30 minutes. Like she oh, sped. She, she, she was sped. Like she could fast. not believe it. And I was her last, her last client before she retired. Wow. Yeah. Well, that is so um, inspiring that you ne- like felt that you needed to keep calm in that moment. So wait, so how far along were you? Was it early? No. So I was actually due May 30th, the day before my birthday, but my son came like five days. He was born on the 25th. So five days. Yeah, I was pretty much full term. Right. And did you do anything like during your pregnancy to prepare for like a less painful or a quicker delivery? You know how people do like different natural remedies? Yeah. So I was always like an active person, but like give or take, just because you're an active person doesn't mean like, okay, I'm going to have the easiest birth like ever. Like it just depends. But like I did what I needed to do. I felt like what I needed to do. I exercised a lot. Like when I was pregnant, people said like, oh, you got to drink a lot of water. That did not happen at all. (laughs) Like I drink water, but like not as much as they told, told you to consume, but I did walk a lot. I exercise. I know prenatal yoga is like really good. Like my doula, Nicole, she was so amazing of showing me like different tips and stuff like yoga positions and stuff that would be really helpful. So I did that. I had a lot of rest. But yeah, I can't say like I did anything like special to be like, okay, this is this is what you have to do 
to have like an easy birth. Like it just, I guess I just got lucky. <laughs> lucky, got yeah, lucky. that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because I asked because like there's all these like kind of, I don't know if they're old wives tales but like you yeah. know raspberry leaf tea and the dates six weeks before you know that it, yes. who knows if it actually helps but yeah um I think that it does like I had I had the you said the red red raspberry tea like I had that um so it it, it can help like I feel like all things natural are like for me like home remedies and just like herbs and things like that like I'm all for it so maybe that could have contributed to my birth. Yeah, yeah, it could have. Could have, right. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So when you said, I can't believe, like, your child came out and you popped the sack, like, did you know what to do? Did your doula and midwife, like, prepare you for, like, the step-by-step process of what was going to happen? Or did you just feel like you knew what to do in the moment, like, natural instinct? I just, it's natural instinct, 100%. Because, like, I thought, like, okay, like, when we talked about, like, our birth plan and everything, Everyone was going to be there and um, I was going to be in the pool and they'll guide me through my laboring process. But the natural instinct definitely kicked in. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm just going to hope that I'm doing the right thing. And I'm just going to be calm and like, just take this baby and hold him. At least there's no cord wrapped around his neck. He's still breathing. I'm rubbing his back, giving him skin to skin. I'm humming to him like it's going to be fine. And that's all I did. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm. I'm. I can't believe it. <laughs> I would. I would be terrified. I'd be like, my husband would probably be running around in circles. Like he wouldn't know what yeah. to do with himself. Yeah. So wh- why did you want to do a home birth in the first place? Like, what made you go that route? Do it at home? You said you wanted people to watch. Like, how did you make those decisions? Yeah, definitely. So when me and my boyfriend we were in college, I wasn't planning on having children at that time, but we were listening to like this podcast about like natural home births and like the benefits of it, just like how the laboring process should be. And I was just like, you know, like I think this is for me and a lot of reasons why, you know, being a black woman living in America, like the mortality rates for black mothers are extremely high. It's like four times more than white women and I'm like oh my goodness like if I gave birth in a hospital like it's a 50 50 chance that I'm gonna walk out of there either dead or alive and that was a big fear of mine's and just like stories that I've heard about like other mothers and like what they've been through how they were mistreated I didn't want that for myself 
So I did research, of course, to figure out like what's beneficial to me if I wanted to have it in a birth center or if I wanted to do a home birth. And I felt like a home birth was better for me because I have full control of my atmosphere and my ambiance and who I want in the room with me as opposed to being in a hospital of saying like, no, this you're only allowed two people. And it being in a pandemic, like at that time I was pregnant in 2019, we weren't in a pandemic at that time, so I didn't know. So having to think about that, I'm like, you know, this is how I always wanted it to be. And I just, we were all on board. Both me and my boyfriend were like, yeah, if we ever have kids, it would be a home birth. And he fully supported that. And he had kind of like the same beliefs and philosophy that I did as well of like, let it be natural. It it should all be natural. That's amazing that you, that it, it I mean, it came, <laughs> it came true just yeah. not really to plan, but um, that's yeah. amazing that you kind of like set out and you guys were on the same page. You said all things natural. Were you nervous about the pain? Girl, let me tell you, <laughs> I was so nervous. I was yeah. like, I don't have no tattoos, so I don't even <laughs> like needles. So I'm thinking about a whole baby just pushing this baby out. My hoo-ha. Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know. I was like, I don't know if I could bear this pain. And I'm like looking at all these like birth videos on like YouTube and just like in movies of like how excruciating it is. But hands down, my midwife, Takia, and my doula, Nicole, like they made me prepare. They're like, my midwife always said, she said the pain that you experience through labor and delivery, it only brings you closer to your baby. So I always had that in my head, like the pain that I'm feeling right now, whether it be early in the trimester, like Braxton Hicks contractions, I'm like, I'm only getting closer to seeing that beautiful little boy. And I just kept myself like those positive affirmations um, to keep me going. And I'm like, I got this, I can do it. My body was made for this. Women are superheroes, we can do this. And I just kept that going and I just, put it into fruition like don't get me wrong it was painful was it even though it was quick it was painful because like um when I was having contractions that night like four o'clock in the morning I'm just like oh my god like I don't know if I could do this like everything that my doula taught me I'm just like everything I called and I said hey everything you taught me is not working the yoga ball the rice bag everything like I just need you right now And I just kept breathing. She's like, just breathe. And I'm like, okay, I can do it. And I'm like, oh, no, no about this. But I didn't know going into that bathtub, I was going to give birth at that moment. I thought I would have to wait a little bit longer. You thought you were just sort of preparing. And that was actually. It was like lights, camera, action. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know because I had purchased, we had uh, rented a birth pool and the holes and we didn't even set that up. And I'm like damn, like, this is really happening. Like, no one's here. It's just me and Ezai, like, we're here. And it has to happen. So, yeah. Wow. You mentioned maternal mortality rates for black women. What what other, like, sort of racial disparities exist when it comes to pregnancy-related deaths? Yeah, like, I feel like, and this is something that was covered on um, Betcha's Sub just a couple days ago about, you know, physicians saying that, you know, black skin like oh you're tough you got this like don't worry about it it's just in your head that's not always true like and I feel like within within my community like we don't want to go to the doctor because we're like oh we're just gonna 
let me wait it out. Let me, let me drink some tea or let me just like take a Tylenol and everything will be fine. And we're actually afraid to go to the doctor because we're like, what are they going to tell me? Like get a second opinion or, you know, and it's really difficult because like, it doesn't matter like if you're rich or middle class or poor. However, like for example, like Serena Williams, like she almost died giving birth to her daughter. She was ignored and that's a celebrity, someone in great fitness and then you think about another mother who passed at 26, Shah Asia, in Brooklyn, New York, and she was administered an epidural improperly. Like, she passed away from that. So, like, the mistreatment that women of color get within the medical system is, like, actually very disappointing. It, it sucks. It's, it, it really does. And hopefully there is a, there would be a change someday in this life. But, you know, when you think about, like, the history within gynecology – Black slave women were experimented on with like any aesthetics, like no epidural. That was nothing. It was just like raw. Here's the pain. And that's that. So it goes back to like history, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that. I, I didn't know that about Serena Williams. I didn't hear yeah. that actually. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She has a, she talked about it. It's like all over. Like if you were to Google it, you can like, like listen and read about her birth story. It was like really, I was actually shocked because I'm like, this is the, the top tennis player and she experienced this, like, almost like losing her life, giving birth to her daughter. That's incredible. Absolutely awful. What about in, in postpartum care? Did you, when you said you did a lot of research or heard stories, do you feel that race impacts postpartum care? Uh, definitely. A hundred percent. I feel like, you know, after giving birth, like, I think it's like, it's something. I don't know the term of it. My midwife would know. She would be proud of me. Well, what, what's the, <laughs> yeah. what, what is it? So it's like after giving birth of like checking, like there's like no blood clots and there yeah. isn't any, you know, just making sure that you're physically well. I know like some women after giving birth, like they'll have like multiple complications of like they may have clotting inside or weakness within their like muscles or things like that. And it's like, do doctors like check and say like, okay, how are you feeling? Like exercises and just giving like advice on like what they should be doing postpartum. It's more of like, okay, sit you up, you have the baby, you're good to go. Those like check-ins are really, really important. Um, And that's something that my midwife provided to me, like checking on me, like postpartum, like, Hey, how is breastfeeding going? How are, how's your, your, um, your abdominal pain? Like you're going to experience that. Like she prepared me for those things. And it was helpful. Like I, was educated on that from my physician. I feel like some doctors in the in the um in the hospitals they'll just give you a piece of paper and like okay here go figure it out and then you're all figure it on your on your own. Um, yeah. But my midwife and my doula took those extra steps just to make sure that you know postpartum was um, was very informative and uh, easygoing process for me. Right. And you, you knew what to sort of expect. I mean, nobody really knows exactly what to expect, but the range of things, yeah. Exactly. And if I was feeling any pain, like they were like, do not hesitate to reach out to me. Let me know if you have any questions. Even if you have like the slightest like ache, let me know yeah. what you're feeling. And they can say, okay, maybe it's this or maybe it's that, but maybe we suggest you to go check it out or, you know, things like that they'll, they'll, they'll talk to me about. So how did you go about finding your midwife and your doula knowing that you wanted to make sure that you felt extremely safe and supported in your labor? 
So I um I was actually listening to this other this other podcast, the Deadass podcast with uh, Deval and Kadeen Ellis, and they're from Brooklyn. They're a millennial a great married couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've always listened to them, and they talked about like their home birth process. And I was like, oh my god, like my midwife, like my future midwife. Um, they talked about using her, and I was just like, oh my god, like she was in Long Island, and I went on her website. And it said that she was no longer accepting Brooklyn clients. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And I'm like, you know, what, Keisha, you better shoot your shot, girl. Like, I'm going <laughs> to reach out to her and just give her a phone call and let her know, like, hey, I'm a new mom. I heard about you. I read reviews. I would love, you know, if you would consider me as a client of yours. And she got my voicemail and she reached back out to me. She's like, hey, just letting you know that, you know, she she didn't know. She wasn't retiring at that time. She told me. But, um. She reached out to me. She said something about your vibe and your energy. Um, she said, I would love to take you on as a client. And then it was history from there. Like, I was so happy. And I ended up finding her because I went to my OBGYN and I told her, like, hey, I'm pregnant. And this is my thoughts. Like, I want to have a home birth. And she was like, oh, yeah, don't do that. Like, that's so, like, ancient. And I was like, excuse me? I was like, yeah, girl, I'm never coming back to you. Like, she was fired. You're fired. <laughs> and I was like, I'm never going back to her. So I, that's when I did my research on um, my midwife. And then my midwife actually referred me to Nicole CC Birthing Freedom. She referred me to her because they worked with other clients together before. So I had, like, a whole interview process of, like, five doulas. And oh, wow. Nicole, like, resonated with me, like, 100%. So how, kind of, like, what was your, like, main question that you asked? Yeah, I asked them, um, has anyone died? <laughs> has anyone died in your care? Like, I was just like, I went straight to the point. Like, have you experienced any complications? And they were very honest. Like, some mothers probably may have needed to have been rushed to the hospital. and But in most cases, every like, most of their majority of their birth were all successful. And they told me that, hey, like, Every birth experience is very different, and I'm not mm -hmm. going to sell you a dream that it's going to be easy peasy, beautiful cover girl. It's not going to be like that. But um, we will be here to guide you and create the most beautiful experience for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that's really nice. Speaking of those kind of scary questions, did you have a backup plan, like an emergency backup plan? Yeah, my midwife did. So she said, in case of an emergency. I would have to be transported to the nearest hospital. Um, and when she told me the name of it, I was like, mm, they don't got a good reputation. So I don't know. But the midwife unit is very, very like well known for like their care. So I felt comfortable. And I was like, if my midwife said that it's good, I trust her. And I was like, I feel confident. So kind of like right. having to map out, okay, in case of an emergency, Here's where the car is parked. This is how many lights that it takes, how much minutes it'll take to get there. So we had to think about that as well, too. Wow. Yeah. Thank we God had it to, didn't like, come to structure that. everything out. Let's go back to the story. So your son is born. You're in the bathtub. Your boyfriend is is panicking. What's what's his vibe? <laughs> he was actually calm. Like he just kept yeah. asking me, like, okay, babe, is he breathing? And I'm like, Yes, he's breathing. Was he Don't crying? No, my son was not crying. He was just like cooing and just like real like calm. He was so calm. Okay. He didn't cry. Oh That's why my boyfriend was asking me. He was like, is he crying? Is he, is he uh, alive? Is he good? Is he breathing? And I'm like, yes, he's good. He's breathing. And while he's on the phone with my midwife and vlogging, 
he's vlogging it yeah like i wanted to vlog my home birth but it did not happen that the way i wanted it it was yeah. supposed to be like five other people like my mom and my dad and my yeah. best friend um adriana was supposed to be the vlogger but that did not happen it he didn't had go to, to capture plan. some moments yeah i have like some snippets of like my birth but afterwards it was nice so you guys are in the tub and then your midwife and doula show up right and what did they say what happened and then my follow-up question is like did you ever have to go to a hospital or you just stayed at home and recovered there stayed at home so oh my gosh. um when when my midwife saw me she was like girl i am so proud of you i was like oh. really she said yeah. she's so proud of me she said you being my last client my last family, I should say, I'm very proud of you. Like you did it. And I was like, I felt so good. And I was like on cloud nine. And then my doula came and she was just like, how are you feeling? Like checked on me. She's like, I'm really, really proud of you. You did it. Like now it's just time to relax and we're here to take care of you. But I did not have to go to a hospital. Everything happened at home. So when my midwife came, she helped me out of, she thought that um, I would have already delivered my placenta, but she did it. So when she came, oh, okay. she helped me um, to my bed and everything happened at bed so she laid out all of like the chuck pads and I just laid there and she did everything she needed to do so she delivered my placenta I had like a like a very very small tear so she stitched me up a little bit mm -hmm. and everything happened at home I did not have to go to the hospital at all weighed the baby his his footprint all of his checking the only thing that I had to do was go to his uh pediatrician I was yeah I was gonna ask um, that yeah, he just had to go to his pediatrician probably like a couple days after he was born to do like blood work or something, just like checkups. And that was yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe that. I'm, that's it. That's amazing. It sounds like even though it was kind of hectic, even though you, it seems like pretty calm and was, smooth. Yeah. And the fact that your son wasn't even crying, just cooing, like, that's so pe like so sweet. <laughs> I think that's what made it a little bit easier for me of like I didn't have to panic because he was like crying or there wasn't anything mm -hmm. like his his like cord wrapped around like it wasn't anything like that which I was like okay like I can be Thank calm God. he's calm so let me just like be calm like yeah be calm was just like going around in my head yeah, over yeah. and over and over yeah. But my last question before we go to the listener questions is would you do it again would you okay so you're home birth 100%. home birth advocate <laughs> like i am a home birth advocate and you know one thing i forgot to mention was n not everyone can't is a candidate to have a home, a home birth so i would say like i'm not saying like oh have a home birth because some people could be at high risk so that's a different story but when you have a home birth you you're pretty much in full control of your birth experience like you can eat like i know when you go to the hospital like my friends was like oh yeah doctors say that you can't eat that's a lie you can 100 percent eat my midwife was like eat as much as you want um just be comfortable in your own space if you want to drink juice if you want to drink tea you do that and everything else comes out naturally like it's our body but it's just like very very different um having like candles and like like music to kind of like enlighten the mood and it, it just creates that like beautiful ambiance for you wow um yeah. well i guess home birth it is yeah like i recommend it i recommend it for sure
So, okay, listener questions. The first one is about like the cost. So did insurance cover it or were there all costs for home births out of pocket? So home births are not covered by insurance. So I definitely had to come out of pocket. So it was around give or take, if you want to estimate everything, I'll probably like 15 grand. Fifteen thousand, wow. fifteen to twenty thousand dollars out of pocket. Yeah, medical like the insurances will will not cover that because I mean, what what benefit are they getting out of it? Right. Know? Even though you had to do it yourself, it was still. <laughs> I, you know, what's crazy. That's the question. That's the question that I get so often. Of like, Keisha, you literally like you you, you were you the, did the pain. You did, <laughs> you did it, girl. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I I feel like that was probably like the best investment that I've made. Knowing that that I had that security, I had an amazing birth team, my doula and my midwife, my partner, he was amazing. Just like having a, a birth team to just that reassurance just made me feel like it was worth it. Like spending yeah. all this money, I'm like, damn, I delivered this whole baby by myself. Like, but the <laughs> follow did. up and the, the follow up and the care and even before like right. I gave birth, Everything was just like so easygoing and it was just like, it was perfect. It was great. Um, education, the preparation, all the testing I did and, and things like that, it was definitely worth it. I feel like I probably wouldn't have having, having gotten that care um, in a hospital. Right. Having had my baby in a hospital and having a very drastically different story, um, <laughs> yours sounds kind of nice. I know. <laughs> what, another question is, what pain management tools did you prepare or like did you have? I, you talked about a yoga ball or a bouncy ball or something. Um, what yeah. helped most and what was not helpful? I think definitely the bouncy ball was like really cool of like rocking my hips side to side. Another thing that's so good, like when you're pregnant is dancing, moving your hips and the movement um, of your body, exercising. Those things definitely helped. You mean during pregnancy, not like during, like I meant th for the, through the contractions. Was there anything? Yeah. That, oh, that, okay. Yeah. Like just like, even if it's like doing squats or like moving my hips from side to side or right. um, oxytocin is probably like the best thing. So like one thing with like my boyfriend, like hugging me and just kissing me on my head and say, baby, it's okay. Rocking me from side to side. or just playing a song and we're like dancing together. Like that helped it. And if I felt the pain, I'm like, okay, I'm having a moment. He'll hold my hand and say, okay, breathe. I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. breathing. So just like having that was like really helpful. But then it got to a point when I'm just like, man, screw this. Like, yeah. Woo, I need this to like keep going. So like when I got into that space, it was like, all right, it's like lights, camera, action. And that's when I had called my duel. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, everything we talked about is like out the window and I need help. Like I can't deal with it right now. Right. So in that moment, there's really nothing that that. Yeah. Does. You just have to like bear <laughs> and like it's just, yeah, you have to like and I feel like the most important thing is just to take deep deep breaths like breathe in and out because they help like when I'm having when I was having contractions I would like breathe through them and even if you're like screaming just because you're screaming or crying or any, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing it's just how you're dealing with that and it's okay to do so like so if you want to scream from the top of your lungs by no. all means scream that was yeah. me screaming <laughs> into a pillow before yeah. I got into the hospital and that is totally fine kneel down like on yeah. the floor it was crazy Speaking of screaming, another question yeah. is, do the neighbors hear what's happening and think, what WTF? 
I, I, a hundred percent. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure <laughs> they do because I live in a fourth floor walk up. So I'm mm-hmm. on the top floor and I'm pretty sure like from my bedroom, like if I was like walking to the, to the hallway and I'm like screaming, I'm sure that they would hear me cause they, cause you know, it's pretty loud, but yeah. I'm pretty sure they didn't hear anything because I wasn't like, I would like scream in my room, but it would be like, Ooh, like, like <laughs> making those sounds like breathing and trying to like embrace the pain. So I don't yeah. think that they heard me cause it wasn't like those moments where I was like screaming from the top of my lungs. Um, but I'm pretty sure if it was that, um, they would definitely hear me and they'll probably <laughs> be like, like Are what you okay? is going on? And if they would have uh, knocked my door, I'd be like, get out. Like I would have like, <laughs> Do you want to deliver this baby? Yeah. Like, get out now. <laughs> get um, up, but I'm pretty sure they would hear. Or get some gloves on. <laughs> right. Exactly. Are you going to help me or are you going to just get the hell out the way? Yeah. yeah. What was the cleanup process like? I guess, was there any cleanup process? Yeah. So this is something that my midwife and doula, they shared with me. They said, girl, you made this process so easy for us because if I was to give birth in my birth pool, they would have had to drain out the water then clean at the inside and disinfect. It was literally just my bathtub of like cleaning out the blood and stuff, the clotting. And my mom helped with that, my, with my doula. Um, the cleanup process pretty much was um, with my placenta. Like I had let my placenta lay on the side. So like my son could get like all of the blood before cutting his cord. We had to make sure it was like crystal clear. And then um, the cleanup process was just like, throwing away the chuck pads, um, you know, washing any bedding or whatever. But it was a very simple process and I didn't have to worry about anything because my midwife, my doula, my mom, she made me breakfast. It was just like so easy. Like, so that's that's why it was just so beautiful. Um, Were you worried that like speaking of like the sterilization of the of the pool, but when you were like, okay, it's go time. You need to go in this tub. Were you mm-hmm. worried at all about like, cause you're just using regular running water or did you do something? So even with, if me filling up the bathtub, like I would have to use my, my sink, my, um, my, I guess my kitchen sink and screw the pipe through and then it'll filter through. So I guess it was pretty much just that. Um, but I wasn't more so worried about that being a problem because, um, yeah, I didn't think of it being that. Yeah, I mean, difficult. I'm sure you didn't yeah, have a lot the, of time the sterilization think. of the water. No, I didn't worry about that. And then I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a fairly clean person, so like I clean my bathtub like every week. So I guess like when mothers go into this, I'm not sure if you experience this, but like you have like um that nursing that nesting moment of like mm-hmm. I don't know when my baby's coming, but you just get into a mood where you're just cleaning, washing baby's yeah. clothes, and just like preparing for baby. So I guess the timing was right. Um, and I was like, at that point, I didn't care about that water. I said, just maybe need to come out and (laughs) deliver. It wasn't wasn't even a thought. Yeah. Um, Okay. Last thing. So when your son came, were you like, okay, now what? Like, how do I put on a diaper or like swaddle this kid? Like, how did you tackle like what to do <laughs> yeah I literally did not know anything I was just like okay like this pamper like I have nieces I have I have a, a, a younger niece at the time and um so like I guess like learning with her but it was <laughs> it was different because I'm just like okay like am I supposed and I'm taking notes I'm like okay so the baby's supposed to have how many diapers like one black poopy diaper and then the everything else is yellow and I'm yeah. like writing it down and I'm just like oh my god like I hope I'm not missing it and I'm I have like 
this tracker and i'm like yeah, okay right like, oh my god he's missing one diaper yeah so like i was like trying to figure it out that way but like everyone says there is no rule book to parenting you just got to go with the flow and yeah. we're gonna make mistakes um at the you know during the process but we learned from it so i was just like okay be, but my mom being there with me for like right, a month and a half was just so helpful so so helpful wow I just, that's amazing. I was, I was freaking out. I was like, I can't swaddle. What is swaddling? Yeah. My son did not like swaddling at all. Like no. he burst out of, he, mm, you cannot swaddle that boy. He was like, <laughs> it's not for me. He will burst out of it. Like that's incredible. Great. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough for sharing your birth story with me, with the Betches Moms listeners. And so now let's do a no mom guilt segment. Um, Keisha, you said you have a no mom guilt that you want to share. Um, yeah. So let's, I want to hear it. What What's your no mom guilt? Uh, so my no mom guilt um, is having time for myself, having me time. Um, before I was like, I just actually went to the Bahamas, me and my boyfriend, we went to the Bahamas and it was amazing. And I'm like thinking about myself, I'm like, oh my God, like I love my son. But I'm like, you know what? Man, fuck that. Like, I deserve this time. Like, yeah. I've been on 24-7, and I'm going to take these five days and four nights and just enjoy myself. And I did that, and I definitely missed him. But I did not feel guilty for it because mothers need that. Like, we literally do everything for our babies, not downplaying fathers, but mothers are the epitome of everything. Like, yeah. we literally do it. We take um, on a lot. So we, we take on a lot, and... I was like, you know, I'm not going to feel bad for having a couple days to myself. And I definitely deserved it. You deserve a vacation for every month that you breastfed. <laughs> Let me tell you, give me a sabbatical leave because I need it. You but do. It, it's a lot. And I was like, I thought I would feel guilty and I did a little bit. But I'm like, you know what? No, I deserve it. I, I love deserve that. It. I love yeah. it. Well, thank you so, so much, Keisha, for thank sharing you. your story and just giving us all the details. So if somebody has any questions or if, you know, if they are considering home birth and are you open to people reaching out to you? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You can reach out to me on Instagram, the official Keisha underscore LinkedIn, Keisha Tucson. Facebook, Keisha Toussaint, or on my business page, Powered by Melanin underscore. I'm on all of those pages. So feel free to reach out to me and um, connect with me. I'm an open book, so feel free to ask some questions. I love it. Well, thank you again so much. And that is it for this episode of Betcha's Moms. Don't forget to rate, review, follow us on Apple and Spotify, follow Betcha's Moms on Instagram. You can follow me at Aileen on Instagram. And remember, there are no rules on this podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Right, Regina? Please stop talking. The Betches Moms podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram. And send us your emails to moms at betches.com. 